Hello and welcome to Adventures in Venueland, an EAMC podcast. This is your all-access pass to go backstage and behind the scenes with some of the brightest minds that cross the scope of the live entertainment industry. I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. We'll introduce you to some of our favorite people as we dive deep into the world of live touring shows and the venues that host them. Hello and welcome to another Detour episode of Adventures in Venueland, an EAMC podcast. I'm Dave Rettelberger and along with my co-host Paul Hooper, today's episode is, again, a little bit different than anything we've done before. This is the part two of three parts of our Earth Week series all being released this week. They're bite-sized mini-episodes, easy to digest and chock full of great information. Paul, will you uh, reintroduce our guest? Absolutely. We're here with Brianna Treat, the Director of Sustainability for Climate Pledge Arena and the Seattle Kraken. Welcome, Brianna. Thanks for having me again. Brianna, let's get into uh, carbon. And 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 I know they say that and people are instantly going, I'm not sure what you're talking about. But that's why you want to listen. <laughs> what is carbon in a venue and how is it handled? How is it treated? Let's talk about let's talk all things carbon. Absolutely. This is my one of my favorite things to talk about. And just some context, you know, before this year, I, I would have been asking you the same questions. What is carbon in a venue and how do we track it? And so really this last year and a half has been quite the journey of just understanding exactly exactly this. So for some context, the arena and the team are both signatories of the Climate Pledge, as I mentioned in the last episode. And as a part of this pledge, we have committed ourselves to being net zero carbon by 2040, 10 years ahead of the Paris Agreement. As an arena, we track all scope one, two, and three emissions. But before I dive into that, I want to talk a little bit about our zero carbon certification that we're set to achieve this year. So as a part of our naming rights agreement, we as an arena agreed to really to really go for this most stringent carbon certification out there right now. It's called a zero carbon certification. It's through a group called the Living Future Institute, ILFI. And um, before we were even able to start the certification or really even consider what carbon would look like in the building, we had four major stipulations we had to achieve. So the first stipulation, probably the biggest one, was that we could not have fossil fuel usage on site, no combustion, meaning natural gas in the building needed to be eradicated. And that's weird for a venue because normally you'd see natural gas heating, powering the kitchen, you name it in a standard venue. Um, And in the last episode, I mentioned, you know, in the middle of a global pandemic, we actually had to go to our contractors and say, hey, just kidding. You know, those natural gas lines you guys are hooking up. Um, We're actually going to electrify the whole building. Uh, So we're going to need to change all the guts of the building right now. Yeah. So um, we did just that. We electrified the, the boilers, the chillers, took out natural gas. Our Zambonis are even electric, even our forklifts. So there is no fossil fuel usage on site whatsoever at the arena. That's a scope one emission. So we eradicated scope one emissions completely from the arena by not having combustion on site. And for those who may not know, a scope one emission is the direct combustion of greenhouse gases or fossil fuels on site. So eradicated scope one. Um, That second stipulation out of the four I was just talking about 
was that we had to have renewable energy on site. So you'll see renewable energy, um, our solar panels on our Alaska Airlines atrium, as well as across the street on our First Avenue garage check. The third stipulation was that what we couldn't consume from those on-site solar panels, what power we needed from the arena that couldn't come from those solar panels per se, um, we had to make up for by purchasing 100% renewable energy check. Fourth stipulation, and really what is the meat of this conversation, is that we had to account for scope one, two, three emissions, and then annually offset those every year. So those were the four major stipulations to that zero carbon certification. So what does carbon look like at this point if we've eradicated scope one? Well, scope two emissions are actually emissions associated with energy coming to the building. And since we source our power with 100% renewable energy, we actually eradicated scope two emissions as well. So scope three emissions, those emissions associated with greenhouse gas uh, and fossil fuel usage just by operating the building through like third party vendors, through our merchandise sales, through performer travel is really the bulk of what we're seeing our carbon is in our, our first year of operations. So what does that look like from a scope three perspective? merchandise. We sold a lot of merchandise as being a new hockey team in the league last year, but there's carbon associated with the travel and transport and the creation of these jerseys that we have, our, our, our apparel and our team store. So we account for all of that carbon associated with merch from our, our from all of our home games and for all of the wow. concerts that you'd see at the venue. So last year we had a 146 events. So you can expect all of that to be tracked for all of those 146 events we had in the venue. Uh, so performer travel is also a big one. So for example, I like using Billie Eilish as an example. So last March, she came from San Jose to Seattle onto New York. Well, we're asking her production team, hey, how many private jets did you take? How many tour buses do you have? How many semis did you use? Did you have any just vehicles for catering or anything like that? And we're actually able to record that information and figure out the actual carbon associated with the performer's travel. And again, we do that for every performer. So we had Stevie Nixon a couple of weeks ago did the exact same thing. One I think is really interesting as well is fan travel. So fans are always going to come to our building, right? But what is the carbon associated with fan travel? We have a post-event survey we send out after every event. And they ask folks exactly, how did you get to the arena? Did you take a ride share? Did you drive alone? Did you carpool? Did you bike? Did you scooter? Did you jog? Um Maybe not that right. last one, but you, you get the picture. <laughs> you get the picture. We're asking folks how they did it so that we're able to grab that information and um, grab the carbon associated with fans coming to the building. And I, and I won't go too far into the other ones, but we also grab data for food coming to the building. So the fossil fuels needed for food to be transported to our building in order to operate. Same with waste. So our compost and recycling compactors have to be picked up, but there's greenhouse gas emissions associated with those compactors leaving the building for those materials to get composted and recycled. Um, so that's kind of a glimpse into scope three emissions, which are the bulk of our emissions and and why we're tracking it, how we're tracking it, and and really just being able to, to gather all that information to offset annually. Uh, first off, wow. That's a lot. I, it's a I don't know if you have like the world's most complex Excel spreadsheet where you're you've got every uh, Kraken jersey marked down um, or how I mean, I, I think how, how I guess how, how would someone? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, so how, how, yeah exactly. I'm stumbling like how about 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 how about
Right. Yeah, I was asking did, the same things. Right. Um, yeah. Like that seems like, whoa, that is a great idea. Um, <laughs> um, get back to me in six dot, years dot, and dot. give me that as my only job, you know, like, <laughs> like, wow, that's how did you kind of start with doing that? Cause a, a lot of these are practices that are not done anywhere. Um, right. and definitely not something that any teams have been doing. So you're kind of, you know, as the saying goes, you know, building the plane as you're flying it, which, you know, maybe that makes it easier in some aspects, but it's got to be a little crazy in other aspects where you're like, we got to figure this out and how are we going to do it and what's the best way? So, you know, tell us kind of how you go about keeping track of that. And maybe it's not as intimidating to people or, you know, as intimidating as it may seem to people. Yeah, no, I always joke that I was the worst at math growing up. And if you would have told me I was carbon (laughs) accounting, 10 years ago, I would have, I would have probably laughed, but um, what's really unique about how we track carbon at the arena is that through our partnership with Amazon, Amazon web services, as a part of our naming rights agreement um, and agreeing to, to really, you know, track and measure all these key performance indicators I just outlined in terms of scope one, two, and three emissions, they actually built us our own internal carbon dashboard. So everything that I just listed out, merchandise, fan travel, performer travel, food, all of these items are located in this internal dashboard. All of our calculations are mimicked by the greenhouse gas protocol, which is publicly available through the EPA website. And that is really where all of this data lives and how I'm able to interact with it on the daily. And maybe that is a glimpse at the future possibly too, is, you know, obviously you all are innovating there, but, you know, fast forward five years from now, it's possible that arenas might kind of have some sort of form of dashboard, just like you would manage your social media or your accounting or whatever it would be. You would kind of keep an eye on what, you know, those different, uh, you know, scope emissions are that you're producing and how do you track them? But yeah, wow, it's fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the carbon dashboard world has really blown up in the last couple of years. So, I mean, it's a very recent endeavor, which is kind of wild because carbon's always been around. Brianna, when we talk about, you know, fans and offsetting the fans, you know, we see a lot of times, especially when we are the first or, you know, last date on a tour, that we get fans from all over the country. Uh, So you're offsetting their travel as well? So that post-event survey really, really captures the folks that are completing the survey, right? Sure. And so as we start thinking about how we want to even get more granular to your point, like let's say someone flew in from New York just to come see the crack and play, right? How are we grabbing these folks? We've even talked about innovating our dashboard to, to integrate Ticketmaster and to grab these zip codes automatically wow. so yeah. that we no longer really have to grab that per se from the post-event survey, but we're just grabbing it as a part of our event operation. So not taking place right now, but as we start to get more granule, um, that's kind of what we hope to see in the future. You know, we we have events, you know, uh, here in Columbus that, you know, we, we zero waste, which we'll talk more about in our next episode. But when we say it, people just believe us. I know in Seattle, they're holding you accountable, right? So there are, it's got, especially when you put out as your name of the arena, Climate Pledge, you know, you, anytime anybody sees anything, that you know maybe doesn't register with them. So how is it dealing with the public about their perception with sustainability? Yeah, I think that's the most fun. And what I love about our organization is that transparency is really key. And I think that's important, especially in a world right now where sustainability can seem really daunting and we're not really sure what people are actually up to. And so honestly, 
being so transparent and just being able to message to our fans, whether it's in the third period of a cracking game, playing a recycling game or messaging about why we're a zero carbon arena and what the heck that means has been really fulfilling to me because as I walk around the concourse, I like to listen to folks talk about the things that they're seeing surrounding sustainability, whether it be our living wall, our amazing bins that we have for recycling and composting, our in-house messaging. And sustainability is is really built into the ethos of this city, which is very different from uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, where I'm from, where you speak of sure. sustainability and, and people go, huh? Sustain what? But here in Seattle, People really have taken to it, which has been really incredible to see just from my perspective. Well, we teased it, but we're going to talk more about zero waste and what that means and how your arena can be involved. And we'll do that a little bit more in our next episode. Uh, Thank you, Brianna, for uh, enlightening us on all things carbon today. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thanks to everybody for listening to this special detour episode of Adventures in Venueland. More Earth Week fun to come. So please subscribe wherever you find your uh, favorite podcast episodes. And we do love your five-star reviews. It helps others find us. Until the next adventure, which is coming up very shortly with part three of our Earth Week series, I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you on the next episode. Adventures in Venueland is a side project of the Event and Arena Marketing Conference, a nonprofit organization bringing together people in the field of live entertainment to discuss marketing, publicity, and sales trends. Find out more at eventarenamarketing.com. Audio editing and mixing by Camille Faulkner. Design and digital advertising by Megan Ebeck. Copywriting and publicity by Samantha Marker. Guest booking and brand strategies by Paul Hooper. Guest research by Dave Rettelberger. Marketing strategies by Paul Hooper, Megan Ebeck, and Samantha Marker. Thanks for joining us. Until the next adventure.